Welcome or welcome back to Pre Arb Excellence, our Roots based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And tonight I ask a question. I ask a question. This is about the Friday night games in the pipeline, but I ask a question when do I turn off a game? When do I? Some people say, I will never turn off a game. I will watch to the bitter end. When do I turn it off? I turn it off when I think I've learned enough for the night and I'm not going to learn anymore. That's that's pretty much my cutoff point. Um, it could be something will happen after that I would have learned something from. But uh, tonight, as a bit worn out, I think I probably learned about all that I was going to learn. And I shut it down. Um, shut it down. I decided to come over and do the podcast. Probably I'm going to do a write-up on a combination of the games and the trades. Al wants me to write something up regarding the trades for Bleed Cubby Blue. I'd gotten about two-thirds of the way through the trades through Thursday. Then once the trades started coming through on Friday, it's like, no, 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 I gotta, I gotta write this different. I gotta write this different. So, um... Friday night, I'm going to start in Tennessee. I'm going to start in Tennessee, which is probably the most compelling game of the night. It's compelling because Dakota Chalmers was starting. Plus, Tennessee has the Tennessee lineup, and they haven't all gotten booted up to Iowa yet. First inning... Brennan Davis singled in a run. Nelson Maldonado had tripled. In his second at bat, Brennan Davis doubled in a run. As the game went to the fifth, Dakota Chalmers, who has been pitching rather well, led 3 to nothing. The game ended 10-3 Chattanooga. Dakota Chalmers did not record an out in the fifth inning. So, yeah, there you go. Um, what's, uh, that escalated quickly? Something like that. In Myrtle Beach, it was, it was, it was close early. And who had the, um, Jordan Wogu hit his eighth home run. And again, it was very close very early, but 10 to 3 seemed to be the operative word, uh, operative score. Uh, 10 to 3. Again, if you want to do the research looking into it, you certainly can. I will have the um, written version up at some point this evening. But yeah, not really a whole lot compelling going on in either of those games once it got to a certain point. I settled on the Quad City. South Bend game. Again, rather close. And Joe Nahas was the starting pitcher. He's been doing fairly well. He's been doing fairly well. Almost kind of a Matias Boki thing. Where I don't think he's that good, but he's been getting people out, and that's all you can ask for. And he uh came out in the sixth inning with two outs. It was 
two to one. Two to one, um, Quad City. Then Manny Rodriguez skipped. No, excuse me. Hold the, the yeah, foreshadowing. Jose Albertos on in relief skipped one in the dirt. The run scored, but the catcher threw and got the runner out at third. So it's three to one going to the bottom of the seventh. And Albertos had two outs and two on and then succeeded to start walking people and walking people and walking people. Now, why did I choose the Quad City game, the Quad City South Bend game? Because I noticed on the roster that Alexander Vizcaino was on, is on the roster now. I was hoping he would come in. And as Albertos had a rough seventh inning, I was listening and listening and listening until they went to the bullpen and it was someone who was not Alexander Vizcaino. I said, you know what? I probably learned enough from this game. Um, Iowa was down three to nothing early with Mike Hosschild pitching. And I, I, I enjoy listening to Alex Cohen, very much do. But I didn't want to hear his call tonight because there were a whole lot of maudlin uh, broadcasts going on. And I knew Alex would be talking quite a bit about the players who were leaving. And that's fine. That's wonderful. That's well. That That's understandable. That's laudable. I didn't want to hear it. I wanted to hear a game called. And... Um, by the time I had would have gotten to the Iowa game, it was raining in the fifth inning. Now, it was raining in the fifth inning, top of the fifth inning. I-Cubs were down three to two. So, game's not complete. If it doesn't resume, they will finish it off over the weekend at some point, whatever. But one thing that they did at the I-Cubs game, which is absolutely cool, beyond belief, we might not resume the game, but we're going to give you guys your fireworks. So during the rain delay, they had fireworks. Awesome, awesome, great to hear, wonderful, fabulous. Okay, so really, there was very little to pick up. Oh, what, one more thing about the uh, Quad City game, Quad City against South Bend game. Bryce Ball was not in the starting lineup, so there goes one of the reasons I was going to pay attention to that game. I'm interested in following the players that I'm not in not as familiar with. Those are the guys I'm interested in. The guys that were acquired in trades today, those are the guys that fascinate me the most because I know very little about any of them. Now, let's talk briefly about the Cubs game tonight. Jake Arrieta did Jake Arrieta things for the 2021 campaign, and he left, and the Cubs down 3 to one I think it was three to one after uh, he got pinch hit for in the fifth inning. And two debuts tonight. Two debuts tonight. One was Michael Rucker. Um, actually, when I was talking about people who should get called up, I had forgotten about Michael Rucker. Michael Rucker is a pitcher who was drafted once in the Rule 5 draft. He's pitched rather well in Iowa. You might as well call him up. See, 
is he a guy? Is he a guy? Is he not a guy? Because if he is a guy, you're going to want to hang on to him. If he's not a guy, then uh, commence putting him on the DFA wire. Basically, you're going to want to look at as many players as necessary, as many times as required, to decide whether they're worth hanging around to or not. Jake Jewell, Dakota Meccas might make sense at some point. Michael Rucker, is he a guy that you're going to want to have on the 40-man roster over the offseason? I don't know. I can't really answer that question. I don't have enough information yet. But if he gets 10, 12, 16 outings between now and the end of the season, we would probably have a reasonably decent idea on whether he's worth keeping around over the offseason. It could be he's one of those guys that you want to wait until 20 minutes after the Rule 5 draft and <laughs> 10 minutes before the lockout and um, run him through waivers. You might want to do that. Or he might be good. Or he might be so mediocre that you don't even want to wait until after the season. I don't know. It works best if someone does well in AAA, bring him up to the major leagues, take a look at him, see how he does. Maybe it's a situation where he does all right, but not all right enough. You want to send him back down and bring someone else up while he works on something because not all players develop on the same timeline. Michael Rucker, take a look at him, see what he is, see who he is, see if he's any good. Jake Jewell was rather impressive in his outing. If he is worth keeping for on into the future, you're going to want to keep him for on into the future because the Cubs would control him for six years. Same thing with Michael Rucker. If he's any good, the Cubs get to keep him for six years. And the game progressed to the bottom of the eighth. Manny Rodriguez. I talked about earlier today in a podcast and one of his not better outings came in first pitch 98-99 strike second pitch pop up on the infield second batter well second third batter is 98 99 99 98 100 98 99 and uh Ron Coomer well uh <laughs> Pat as Coombs right before the Second batter struck out. So, uh, Ron, what would you go with here? <laughs> and Coomer said, if I'm throwing 99, I'm telling the hitter what's going to be. <laughs> and he struck him out. Uh, a- again, thir- third hitter, 98s, 99s, hit 100, 98. So, uh, what you going to throw here? Oh, well, I throw 99. Uh, oops, 90, slider, strike three. Uh, okay. Manny Rodriguez, it's one outing. It's small sample size. It's you break out the eight-sided die. You roll the dice. If it's a one, two, or three, it's a picture-perfect inning. If it's a four or a Five. 
Yeah, let a runner two on. If it's a six, you give up a run, maybe somebody else, something else. It's a seven, it's a bad, 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 bad inning. And if it's an eight, well, that's going to decide how good the pitcher is. See how that works? If you have two really bad outings out of eight, you're probably not going to stick around very long. If you have one bad outing out of eight initially, you can probably survive on that, particularly if you're pretty much three up, three down in four of the other, in uh, four of eight. Who's Manny Rodriguez going to be eventually? I don't know. Got me. But if you're throwing 98, 99, he got behind the first hitter, no, the second hitter, 2-0. But the second pitch, it was right where you want it. It was right exactly where you want it. It was called a ball, but it was right exactly where you want it. Because whether the hitter, does, uh, whether the hitter swings at it or not, he's not going to do anything with it. It's just a matter of can you hit that spot. And if you can hit that spot or come really close to hitting that spot where it's either on the edge or just, 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 just off the edge. That's a perfect, oh, um, that's a perfect one, no pitch. Because hitter's not going to swing at it. It's right there. Didn't get the call, but came back and got him anyway. Pat was commenting right before the second strikeout to the third hitter. If you're throwing strikes and you're throwing 100, you're going to make a lot of friends. Um, as these games go along, as these games go along, I, I have a little bit of homework I ought to take care of here in a couple seconds. But uh, if you are watching Cubs games, and some of you aren't. Some Cubs fans are, well, I really enjoyed 2015 to 2020. I even enjoyed parts of 2014 and you know, this and that and the other thing. But, you know, right now, this team, I just can't because reasons. But no worries. I, I'm not going to hold that against you because um, your time is your time. And how you wish to spend your time is up to absolutely you and nobody but you. So if you've decided for your mental well-being, you're not going to burn a whole lot of time on the Cubs because the parent club is terrible. Well, fine. I can't blame you. Um, however, the trades that were made were for exactly the types of players that should have been acquired in said trades. Were they exactly the players that, exactly the correct players? Eh, we don't know that. Time will tell eventually, probably. But um, as far as the types of players that were acquired, yeah, that's exactly what the Cubs should have been looking for. Young players, people who have never been heard of, by most baseball fans, because those are the types of players that can change things eventually. Um, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, the Cubs became really good, really, 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 really ironically, 
and um that's sar that that's sarcasm font in in case you couldn't tell the cubs became really 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 good right about the time they ironically had three or four all-star level players who were making league minimum it wasn't because Chris Bryant arrived. It wasn't because Javier Baez arrived. It wasn't because Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Hendricks and Addison Russell arrived. It's because players like that arrived all at basically about the same time. And all of, and about three or four of them were all-star level players at the same time making league minimum. That is how teams start putting things together. And if you can if they can continue to develop said talent on into the future, which the Cubs did not do. It was supposed to be waves and waves of talent. They had one wave and a couple of trickles after that, and it puked. For the Cubs to be where they're supposed to be, it has to be waves and waves of talent this batch comes in, then shortly thereafter, this next batch comes in, then shortly thereafter, this next batch comes in. That's how you do it. It's not a case of I'm completely falling for this one player or these two players or these four players and nothing's coming after them and that is naturally how it's supposed to work. No, that isn't how it's naturally supposed to work in baseball. In baseball, each year you are supposed to add new players who are going to add to the composite puzzle. So tonight in the minor leagues, not a whole lot. Tonight in the major leagues, not a whole lot, with the exception of maybe, 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 maybe Michael Rucker and a really nice debut from Manny Rodriguez. And if you've decided... You're going to prefer the Olympics over the Cubs. It's fine. If you've decided you have a handful of shows on Netflix you want to get caught up with, that's fine. I do request, sheer request, nothing more than that. I request that at some point, if... Over the last three or four years, you've been a big Cubs fan. Listen to a minor league game. Listen to a minor league game. Maybe Sam Wiederhoft calling Myrtle Beach. The <laughs> four-person tag team, effectively, that does South Bend games. Um, they're fun to listen to. Mick Gillespie in Tennessee, Alex Cohen in Iowa. Pick a game. I can I, I can walk you through if you're if you decide okay it's uh you know August third I can actually listen to a game today. Which game do I want to listen to? I can walk you through it. I can walk you through it. Do you prefer to have a pitcher that you're interested in? Do you want to listen to one of the new guys? Do you want to uh, here's some offense. Uh, do you want to know where Brennan Davis is that night? Uh, yeah, I can help you out. I can walk you through it. But for the next couple years, 
the minor leagues are going to lead. The minor leagues are going to lead. I don't know how much. I don't know how long. I don't know how completely. But tonight I was mentioning how back in 2014, it was amazing. July 4th, the Cubs traded for Addison Russell. By July 6th, he had shown up, I think, in Tennessee. And Addie, Addison Russell was um, play a game at short, play a game at DH, take a game off, play a game at short, play, take, play a game at DH. Because he was coming back from a hamstring. They wanted him to play, they wanted him to hit but they wanted to make sure he would stay healthy for the rest of the season. But between Addison Russell, Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, it, it was so funny in 2014. Man, did you see that Bryant homer? Oh, yeah, that was really sweet, that one he hit in the second inning. Oh, no, 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 not that. The one he hit two minutes ago. What, he hit another home run? I, I, I missed that one because I was watching Jorge Soler hit one out. That's what it was. That's what it was in mid-July mid and all the way through August. It was just players in the Cubs pipeline mashing. When's that going to start happening? I don't know. It's not, it's not happening now because uh, too many players are injured. Too many players are injured. Miguel Amaya is injured, and Pete Crow Armstrong is injured. Boy, it's fun having him in the, in the organization. Um, but yeah, the pipeline is going to be more fun than the major league team. And if, if that's something that is offensive or bothersome to you, I kind of apologize. But the minor league system should be quite entertaining. The major league team is going to be more about assessing, is this guy worth keeping? Is this guy not worth keeping? Should we trade this guy or should we keep him? Is Patrick Wisdom going to be the third baseman next year? Or is he going to learn how to play first base? Or who is going to play first base? Or Those questions are all up in the air. And they're all going to eventually somewhat be answered. Frank Schwindel pinch hit tonight. Frank Schwindel pinch hit tonight. I have no... I have no agenda on him. If he ends up being worth keeping, fantastic. If he ends up being not worth keeping, then don't keep him. But to find out, to find out if a player is going to be worth keeping. You know what's the best way to find out if he's worth keeping? Let him play. When Patrick Wisdom would play a game or two a week, you can't show anything that way. You just can't. The best way to find out if a player can play is to let him play. Rafael Ortega. Is he going to deserve a 40-man roster spot over the summer? Or over the winter? Why? Let him play. Find out. Is he any good or not? Cubs trade uh, 
Jake Marisnik for a pitcher who's going to be in probably advanced A ball. And Marisnik, oh, but I like Jake Marisnik. Well, yeah, we all kind of like Jake Marisnik, but sometimes you trade players to other teams because you want to try some other players out. Janeshwi Vargas, or Janeshwi Fargus, is going to get a look. Perhaps Janeshwi Fargus is similar to Jake Marisnik. And if Janeshwi Fargus is similar to Jake Marisnik, for people who like Jake Marisnik, maybe Janeshwi Fargus should have a 40 man roster spot over the winter. I don't know. Got to look. You got to check. You got to find out. You got to see how players do. And if they do well, then you give them more looks. Tonight, July 30th, was not a particularly good night in the pipeline. Was not particularly a good night with the parent club. But in both instances, there were good things. Jordan Wogu hit another homer. He's figuring things out. That's good. Tennessee, Brennan Davis. First two at-bats, a single and a double and an RBI both times. That's representing that he might belong in AAA before the season ends. That's what you're looking to see. Major Leagues. Watch, assess, question for yourself. Should this player have a 40-man roster spot over the offseason? And if so, why? If not, why not? Give reasons. There's going to be a lot of nights like tonight between now and, frankly, 2023. A lot of nights where if there's a season next year or if there's not a season next year or a partial season next year, the Cubs parent club will not be as effective as a lot of people would want. That's how it's going to more than likely be. Not what we want. Perhaps the Cubs will bring back one of the free agents or two of the free agents. We'll see. I have no idea what Tom Ricketts' spending limit will be for Jed Hoyer, but if when the Cubs get back to Wrigley, it's back down to 17,000 fans, then probably he's not going to authorize a particularly large amount for spending. I will enjoy the next few seasons of baseball because I'm going to be focusing on the pipeline. You do whatever you do. Be you, enjoy it, and knock it out of the park. I'm going to enjoy the pipeline. Up until the point where that night's games no longer educating me. It got there tonight. And it might get there a couple other times too. But I am looking forward to seeing the new players do well. And oh, by the way, 
um, out in Mesa. Jason Santana led off with a walk. Ismael Mena homered him in. Reggie Preciado walked, stole second, stole third, and scored on an errant throw. I'm going to enjoy the minor leagues the next few years. You do what you're going to do. I'm going to enjoy the minor leagues. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others. And have a great weekend.